Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town, but I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Spermcast. Oh, hi, Spermcast listeners. Welcome to episode four. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you've missed some really fun stuff and like just a little tiny bit of crying on my part. Anyway, as always, I strongly suggest that you go back and start from the very top. Because, you know, we're on a journey together. But if you don't have time, you'll be just fine. Here's some of what you've missed so far. If you want a baby, you can get a baby. I think you're finding excuses to not have a baby. So, so the verdict is you're open to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let so, me like, know. maybe I could have you on again in the end. We'll go get some blood tests. Oh, yeah. And you're definitely a contender in my book. Sweet. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say your interest is? I think, realistically, I would say 5. Oh, that's not bad. I don't want to take myself out of the running, but I just don't realistically see it happening. <laughs> but I like. Well, this is good. I mean, but are you a two or a one? I think I might be like a one. One. I can work yeah. with that. I can work. <laughs> Andy, you weren't aware, but when you went to the bathroom, we collected some of your sperm. <laughs> oh. So I'm gonna go take a pregnancy test. You might be a winner. You're engaging Molly with this feeling in this podcast. I am. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> well, you're doing it. We've reached yeah. a 10. We've reached a 10. <laughs> but no, this is exactly, you should let it flow out. Let it, let it come out of you. <laughs> because. <laughs> Molly, you've got to get his sperm. He's so great. <laughs> he knows just what to say. But I'm, I'm One interested. To 1 to 10. Uh, 7. <gasps> Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That is way more than I thought. Really? <laughs> well, that was the past. But here's what's going on in the present, everybody. And I really, really don't want to get you down. But I have to tell you something. This last week has been particularly hard for me because my sweet dog, my best friend, Benny, passed away at 15 years old. If you look at the cover art for this podcast, he's the little dude in the rowboat with me. And if you know me in person or just from social media, you know how much I love him. I'm very sad. I was told I don't have to mention it, but I disagree. I think it's important that you guys know what's going on in my life because it all affects this journey I signed myself up for. Currently, my sadness is definitely testing my optimism and filling me with doubt. Why am I really doing this? Am I just seeking purpose? Do I want a baby because I've failed at all the other milestones in life and this is the only one that seems doable? The only one I can control? Or maybe I don't even want kids. Maybe I really do just want to experience pregnancy and childbirth. Maybe I should be a surrogate. If I continue to date that man that 
clearly told me he doesn't want to have any more of his own kids. Will I be closing myself off to someone who does? Why am I deluding myself? There's no fucking way I'm just going to suddenly turn a corner and have financial stability. How am I possibly going to sustain this podcast and the amount of work I'm putting into it? And now, I can just leave town. I can go on an adventure, get in my car, and drive around the country visiting friends. Go back to New York, hang with my magnificent parents, join the Peace Corps, go live in a fucking village, I don't know. And the thing is, I'll probably be fine in a few days and not think about any of the things that I just said. But I had to tell you that these are all the thoughts that are going through my head. And I don't feel so great today. Luckily, you're about to hear an interview filled with laughter. An interview I recorded previously, before, you know. So sit back in your lazy boy like you do every week when you listen to my podcast and try not to let all that negative stuff color your listening experience because this is a really, really fun conversation with two magical people. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment we've all been waiting for. Let's give a big round of applause for my favorite people on the planet, Mr. and Mrs. Mom and Dad. That's right, my parents. Welcome, Penny and Bill Hockey. <laughs> hey, Mom. Dad. Hi, Molly. Hi, Dad. Hi. Hi, Puppy. <laughs> what does he call you? Puppy? Puppy. puppy. Oh, cute. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for coming to California to do my podcast. <laughs> yes, we came all the way out here just for that. <laughs> it's not your 50th anniversary, is it? Yes, it is. Aww. But what? Not this takes precedence. You're kidding me. <laughs> okay. Hi. Okay, why are we here? Well, uh, why are we here, Amanda? Do you know? I mean, I think we want to get your parents' perspective on this crazy journey you're going on. Okay. Do you think? I mean, Yeah, we can start with that. Yeah, and learn. I'm sure they have a lot to say about you as a child and your upbringing. And yeah. I mean, I've been to the hockey family farm, and it's really something. Aw. Sendile farm. Oh, Sendile yeah. farm. <laughs> Sendile farm. <laughs> so we're... I don't, <laughs> Dad's just looking at the mic like, oh, yeah. Uh, I like it, though. Keep it up. Yes. You have a very resonant voice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are you going to introduce the third party? Oh, and he's got a third party here. Let's, can Uh, we hear it? Well, should I introduce? Not not right at the mic. (laughs) (laughs) And and why do you have it? Well, I want to say something. Um. I'm, you're, I'm going to blow this thing, uh, and I'm going to take it home with me and use it forever, because I never get to, to speak up. For everyone at home listening, Molly and her mom look exactly alike, yeah, and have the exact same energy. <laughs> We're both cracking up right oh now. Oh my god, they're twins. <laughs> yes, the elder. Oh, except my mom has five kids. Yeah, and had them all by the time she was 36. Yeah, that's okay, true. so okay, let's let's get your perspective on what I'm doing here. Do you like Spermcast? Well, I've kind of heard about it in bits and pieces for a long time. So it's evolved as a con as a concept. Scary for me. I'm I'm not a particularly traditional person, but I mean I I am I guess a a bit traditional in that it would have been interesting and great if you had a hubby that you adored and ultimately went and made a baby or more babies um and i guess my initial desire for you was to um 
have somebody that you loved and somebody who loved you and who would be, you know, a good sleepover partner for 50 years, you know, or 60 or whatever. Um, But that is not the way this has evolved. And uh, I totally get your drive to experience uh, carrying a baby and your desire to actually experience giving birth. And after that, <laughs> raising that baby, uh, that's, that's a whole other thing. You'll be wonderful. But anyway, it didn't happen that way. So, um, I know. Bummer, right? Well, but what it's the hell? All, but Why I'm, didn't it happen? Well, oh, you mean the boyfriend in turning into husband part? Yeah, what the hell? That's the best part. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I wouldn't have chosen this route. No, I, I, I mean, this route is wonderful. This is, it's less messy. Is it? <laughs> well, yeah, towel-wise and stuff. Uh, and and I don't have this this hatred for the for the guy. I don't have to put up with that, you know. I love it. This is neat. Yeah, I don't have anybody that I have to fight with no, and argue no, about how to raise that child. But... And you, you, you don't have to ever do the toilet seat up, toilet seat down problem. Yeah, but unfortunately, yep. I don't have anybody to blame either. Mm. Ah, mm. there's that. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh-oh. Everything will be my fault, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, you, back to you. You can blame the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dad, you're, you're happy... You're you're looking forward to this. You're, I am. Yeah. I am completely. Aww. Absolutely. That's <laughs> uh, uh, great. It's creative in you know intellectually and physically, and uh, I think it's fabulous mm-hmm. and good for you. But don't you think it was a bit of a journey for you to get to the point where didn't you initially say what? <laughs> yeah, because I, wait, it was Christmas time this year oh, yeah. uh, when I yeah. I was I came home and I was like, guess what? I have this idea. <laughs> I don't remember if it was a big deal when I told you guys. I don't think it, it was. might have just been like, oh, Molly, Molly's up to her old yeah. gags again. No, but it, I'm sorry. I think as a concept, it was it was one of Molly's good ideas, mm-hmm. an interesting idea. But the fact that you have made it come to fruition, uh, and you have, it was hard. To yeah. start this process. Yeah. I never hesitated so much on any idea that I've ever had. It's usually oh, no. I just have an idea and I'm like, oh, I've got to make this immediately right now. And right. it. Well, this took... one results in a baby. I oh, know. <laughs> oh, my God. So it took me. Yeah, I was so scared. I'm never scared. I, you know, I know when you did The Bachelor and uh, that incredible rip, I, I, you went through a lot of personal stress, major stress. And mm. so I guess mm. part of my thinking is how you are going to handle the stress of building this podcast and and then uh, keeping this podcast going. I think the fun part is keeping it going when you're pregnant and then, <laughs> and then right through the birth. But then afterwards it gets harder. Oh, no, I don't think I could continue once I have the baby. Oh, I think you will. No. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> oh, no, there's no question about I'm it. I'm already exhausted and I've only put out two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, in the spirit of this podcast, I have to be honest, getting these first few episodes posted has been very stressful for me. And guess what? We have finally arrived at real time. That means I have no idea who I'm interviewing next. Let's call Amanda. Yeah, well, first, may I remind you that when we first talked about this podcast before you even started recording, my advice was to beat out 
10 episodes, get half a dozen recordings <laughs> under your belt, get a three episodes fully done and then start releasing them mm-hmm. as to avoid the mm-hmm. panic of, you know, going week True. to week. But, but what you told me is that you live for the stress. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're right, girl. You are right. I'm not happy unless I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah, you said that's when you're most creative. I, it's is... true. I, that is true. And I also didn't I didn't feel like it would be authentic if I if I was doing it all ahead of time. But I do I do think that I can plan out the future. I think I'm, what I'm concerned about is there's so much information I want to know about and I'm feeling like I could do an interview with a guy every other week and on the off weeks do um, an interview with, you know, an adult child of a sperm donor or two people that are co-parenting together. I think that's a great idea. And I actually think what you're kind of learning from this process is that the sperm donors themselves are almost secondary to just learning more about exploring the subject further. Yeah. I don't think you need to feel beholden to to staying, you know, within that premise of the sperm donor interviews. Like, I think you should just do whatever you want and space them out. And I also think that you're putting in like an obscene amount of hours on each episode. That's not sustainable. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Too, I'm putting too much production into each one. How many hours are you putting into it's, them? You don't want to know. Like, I'm not timing it, but I feel like it's about 30 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a full-time job, girl. Oh, I know, I know. And I haven't like done any of my other jobs since I've started. Like yeah, and the point of this is to like make money. I know. To have what am I child. doing? <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, so okay, next interview. Why don't you set up um, any people who aren't necessarily sperm donors who have been interested in talking with you? Just set a few interviews up, and if yeah. you want, like I can even hold on to the files until you're ready. <gasps> That's so that not you a don't bad idea. Feel stressed about it, you know? Yeah. That's not a bad idea. You're the best. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm trying to redeem myself from leaving all that. Do you guys think Molly would be a good mom? Absolutely. It would be fabulous. Fabulous. Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because you are so full of joy and uh, so creative in everything you do that you'll be a creative mom and you'll... You'll do things that moms didn't think of mm-hmm. with the kid. That's fun. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it will be great. Uh, it will be just absolutely great. I think that's true. I mean, you are incredibly loving and, and as Daddy says, full of joy. And, and people feel that when you're in the room. People feel good. Unless you're feeling like shit, and then and that also goes on everybody. <laughs> no, no, I hide never... it pretty well when yeah. I'm when I'm feeling like yeah. shit, though. Yeah, you are. I learned that. You absolutely yeah. do. Yeah, I learned how to hide my sadness yeah. very well. I never knew that about so, you that you were a sad person. She's four years old, and one time I heard Molly and her brother Timmy going up the back stairs behind the kitchen, and I followed them up. And I knew there were little hamsters up above, and they were chatting, and I was coming up the back stairs. And I heard Molly say, Oh, look, Timmy, they're fucking. (laughs) The hamsters were fucking? Four years old. (laughs) (laughs) 
always had, I'm just kind of curious about the family history. So I don't know if you've talked about like all your siblings yet on the podcast, really, Molly, but yeah, would you guys talk a little bit about like your decision to have so many kids and oh, yeah. did you always want a big family or? Well, we actually have seven because Bill has two kids, uh, my half, my stepkids from his first marriage. Okay. And so we've got uh, Beth and Bill and Adam and Robin and Ren and Tim and Molly. And um, seven tuitionally, five biologically. <laughs> but yeah. So w- did did we? No, we did not. <laughs> we had no idea. And they just kept dropping out. <laughs> Early dropouts. <laughs> uh, and people would get annoyed. Oh, my Your father. F- oh, my father. The, the general. I thought he was going to bring a, a a tank up and oh, put one 90 one, millimeter through my head. One Christmas, he brought a, a huge a street a stop <gasps> sign oh my God. And as a gift. Oh, my God. Stop! Oh, and after, how, what child was that after? Molly. Yeah. I was after Molly. Oh, oh and Molly's okay. the youngest, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's the baby. Oh, yeah, that's good that he brought, <laughs> that you stopped after me. Yeah, well, I got neutered after that. You got so. neutered, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, everybody, I mean, I would have had none of I would have had four more easily. Yeah. Really? So you just loved I the love, whole experience. I love being pregnant. But none of us were planned. No, haven't planned in the sense that I threw my pills in the toilet, my oh. birth control pills in the toilet for our first one, Adam. Yeah. None. The rest were not. Didn't you want to say everybody planned. was a different type of birth control? Yes, that a is true. A failed birth control. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I, I can't even think true. of that many. I will tell you that uh, I threw the pills in the toilet with Adam. Um, uh, Robin was a foam baby. Ren was a foam rubber baby. Uh, oh God! Well, uh, wait a minute. I've got them wrong. The pill baby, the fo- the rubber baby, the foam baby, and and the stoned baby. What? But that's oh, only stoned, stoned baby. Oh, yeah. You were the you were the stoned baby. I was stoned. You were the stoned. I mean, baby. you were stoned. I think, well, you were both yeah. stoned. Well, you guys didn't smoke very much. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't but. Just enough. But I just wait enough I'm, to make me. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, all this time, mom, you were a working woman. Sure. Uh, tell us a little about a bit about that. You were in advertising. It was um just it's actually it was it, although difficult it was pretty cool. Um, I I think I was really born in a in an amazing time for pioneer women. I think it's maybe it's harder now, be, just because it's diffuse. But there were, it was so specific uh, in terms of I will work. And I will do this. And there were like five of us out there in my the company I was in, and and we were just uh, we were I won't say we were driven. We just one foot in front of the other. And at, in those days, you didn't get maternity leave. You took your sick pay, and uh, you, excuse me, you took your 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 two week vacation and some sick days, and bam, you were back to work. And um, actually, back at J. Walter Thompson. Um, you you were supposed to leave as soon as you started to show, oh, but I didn't really? do that. Really, and why certain... is that? Just because of decorum? Oh, decorum, exactly. Mm, yeah. Okay, it was absolutely de rigueur to 
to be pregnant. But, you know, over a period of time that, that all of these kids of ours were born, uh, it got to a point where with Molly, the last one, um, she was, uh, my boss said uh, he needed me back at work, and he said, bring her in, bring her in, we'll get her a wet nurse. Um, <laughs> he was from the South. He was, uh-huh. was Bill Backer. And he was, wow. Yeah, bring her in, we'll get her a little wet nurse and everything. Where, so Molly, where, where were you working at that, at that time? That was at McCann okay. Erickson. Okay. Yeah, so we I was were... lucky enough to have an awful, an awful lot of crazy uh, uh, experiences with both trying to nurse and trying to raise babies and be at work. And, and there's one story I tell, and uh, I guess I, I was working, we were doing a pitch down in the Pentagon for the armed forces. And um, <laughs> in the belly of the Pentagon, and we were in this meeting, it's like, not it's before PowerPoint, but it was, you know, I've got these big boards that I'm flipping around. And these four generals are sitting across, and it looks like Easter Island, you know, these uh-huh. four guys, stone-faced guys. And then they, they just kind of, they started to turn their heads and look at my chest, and there was a strange, and finally I looked down, and my milk had come in. <gasps> so I had on this silk shirt, and the whole front of my <laughs> shirt, well, and I think they thought I was sweating in the <laughs> wrong place. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, so Molly got to come to work uh, on and off for, like, six or seven months, but um, it, it those were pioneer days. Those were fun because we were... Uh, it was a unique situation, and we got to play it out completely. Um, there were terrible sacrifices, like not being with the other kids, not being able to nurse long enough, not choosing or being able to stay home for a long period of time. I had the good fortune of having a husband who was the stay-at-home dad and did a lot of that, the, the baby care. Nah, not the baby care, but older kid care. Yeah. And you weren't always a stay-at-home dad. You 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 guys met in advertising, and yep. dad, you were an art director. Mom, you were a copywriter, then creative director right. type person until you became the boss lady. But dad, so you were an uh, an art director. When did you decide to leave work and and open and after was Adam was born, actually, Hockey and we, Associates. We lived in New York, and uh-huh. and I quit and. Mayor Lindsay was striding up with his sleeves rolled up up, up and down the avenue, and uh, we all got fired up about um, saving the city and and the people in it. And re- so, rebuilding Harlem. Yeah, but so I be, I became involved in that, and I quit advertising. Oh. So I had not been I I, I only spent uh, twelve or so years in that in that business. Oh. And then I was kind of in and out and uh, doing things that uh, most most dads didn't get to do. I, I didn't have a schedule. When yeah. we moved up to um, upstate to Osning, um I do not call Westchester upstate. I don't well, either. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> that's well. Said. Everybody considers it upstate. Right. It is not upstate for everybody that's listening. Westchester is half an hour north of the city. Is the next thirty county. miles north of, of the city on the Hudson River? Yeah, it is not upstate. Up. It is the Look southernmost county other than <laughs> okay, <Dad>. straight up <laughs> north. It's not upstate. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> anyway, okay. So then I I bought a truck and I was doing landscaping and nursery work. So I was in and out all the time. You guys were in school. 
and uh, and it worked out well. At the end of the day, I'd generally be home when you when you came home from school, right? Yeah, I always remember you being there. Yeah, um, and I got to go to your games. Yeah, and I got to go to that was the uh, best. The principal's office to... with for some of the boys. Yes, and, and, uh, <laughs> he would come to all of my field hockey games. He'd bring oh, orange huh? slices and. Brownies? Would you make brownies? Am I making that up? No, you're making that up. I did bring <laughs> orange slices. In my mind, you brought all kinds of snacks for us. That yeah. you were always there. It was fun. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yeah. I'm curious, Penny, did you receive judgment from other women mm. because you were a working mom? Uh, sure. Uh, I was b- uh, bad right away because uh, I used uh, Pampers when they were invented, and I did not use cloth diapers. <gasps> and it was Well, I would judge you for that, too. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, cloth diapers I couldn't bear, and uh, that didn't last very long. Can but I just no, say I, real quick that I, I I know it'll be hard, but I'm really going to try to use cloth diapers because I don't want to... That's a lot mm-hmm. of plastic. And then how about the baby? What do you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even need the horn. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, well, you, it seems you're, like... You're good so, luck with that. Um, yeah, I know I'm going to end up using... Uh, but they'll be recycled and made of organic. <laughs> well, you'll be. Yeah, you can do. I'm sure there's a seventh. Gen- I know there. There is, is a seventh generation. A seventh generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so so yeah, you were getting judgment yeah, from these. Yeah, I got women. a lot of judgment. But uh, well, one, it was practical. We can. We worked. I worked because I was. I had a corporate job that was a, a constant, and it was. It helped us live where we lived and live the life we wanted to live, and. It, so it just worked out that way. Um, uh, women, women's judgment didn't bother me. Men's judgment was fun to deal with just because I loved being very, very, very pregnant in meetings uh-huh. because either somebody, uh, either, and, and clients were always guys at that point, either the client was very cool and thought it was cool that I, I was very pregnant and presenting or they were mortified and terrified and didn't and thought, oh my God, she's going to do this right here on the floor. She's going to drop this baby, <laughs> and they were they were they were quick to get me out of there. So yeah, it was. Um, that's not the point, actually. I guess um, I got off the point. No, Sorry. it's interesting. I no, love it. it is, and yeah. I think it's also interesting how unconventional you guys were it's back in a... that day, and then you're yeah. doing something so unconventional. Mm. Well, you know? yeah. Thank you. Definitely I, I consider that a compliment. Yeah, yeah I think Amanda. it is. It's impressive to me because, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like admire that you were in the workplace and that you participated in childcare because mm. I think that was kind of not the um, norm back then. It got to be kind of she-she. Uh, the press thought it was kind of cool, if you remember. Oh, oh yeah. It was, she works in New York. 
He stays home. He tills the soil. He tills the soil and cares for the children. But also, Molly, you should tell them about how your that famous commercial that your mom oh, yeah. worked on. Oh, you mean the world-famous Coca-Cola commercial that my mother wrote starring Mean Joe Green from the Pittsburgh Steelers? The year was 1979. Coca-Cola needed a brand new, fresh campaign. They turned to advertising guru, Penny Hockey. It was a remarkable commercial then. It's a remarkable commercial still today. It stands the test of time as a monument to brisk, efficient, dramatic storytelling. Hockey explained how the ad's concept, which marked a sharp departure from previous Coke ad campaigns, came together. I remember sitting at the table, names being thrown out. I heard Tony Dorsett and uh, Terry Bradshaw and Frank O'Harris and Lynn Swan and Roger Starbuck and Mean Joe Green. And I said, what? There's somebody actually named Mean Joe Green? The award-winning commercial has been consistently voted as one of the greatest ads of all time. Mr. Green? Yeah? You, you need any help? Mm-mm. I, I just want you to know, I think, I think you're the best ever. Yeah, sure. Want my Coke? It's okay, you can have it. No, no. Really, you can have it. Okay. Thanks. Okay, you guys, Mean Joe is chugging the Coke. He's loving every ounce of it. Oh, now the kid's bummed. He's walking away. But wait, he's finishing the Coke. He turns to the kid. Hey, kid. The kid turns back to him. He said catch, and now he's throwing him his jersey. Thanks, Mean Joe. Wow. Good job, Mom. I was one when you made that. Yes, in 1979. Was I on set? No, you were not. But you did go to uh, San Francisco when you were about three to four months old. I had an extended shoot for a couple of weeks. And it was like the only time I got to be a stay-at-home mom. And because with just with you, and I carried you, and I had a front pack, you know, and we went out on the cliffs where we were shooting over the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, there was a funny scene with a uh, a gorilla in a guy in a gorilla costume. Um, I've seen that picture yeah. of a gorilla holding me. Yeah, lots of lots and lots. <laughs> of, anyway, it was two full weeks where I just got to have my baby oh, in wow. a hotel. All by myself. That oh, was great. Yeah. So one one of the things that um, makes me want to have a baby so badly and be pregnant so badly is how much you've talked about enjoying being pregnant. Mm. And and I don't know. You you loved it, didn't you? I did. I absolutely loved it. And and I I think most of our daughters in laws have have enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, it's just very fulsome and it's uh, uh, full of. Uh, you know, horrible moments where the baby hasn't moved for two days, and you say, "Oh, oh, oh this no. baby is dead." Oh no! And, oh no! I've written so many funny things about. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> listen to me clearing my me throat too. again. <clears throat> <clears throat> Did you enjoy our pregnancies? You know, I don't remember uh, <laughs> being. T- Terrible. I I remember you walking and stopping traffic on uh, Madison Avenue. You you walked out in the street and you could 
you could serve a, a dinner for two off your stomach. <laughs> and the traffic stopped, and, and, and a guy jumped out of the car and patted your stomach and jumped back in the car, and the yeah. light changed and drove away. So that kind of that kind of stuff was fun. Yeah. But uh, how about the giving birth part? You got to be at the I got, birth. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, my first my first child uh, was uh, born in Princeton, and I was confined to the parking lot. I couldn't oh. you know literally you couldn't even go in the hospital. That was Bethy. Bethy, and then it I got closer and closer and closer. And when Molly was born, I was right there, and it was like a Tom Brady handoff. <laughs> Out she came, he spun on his heel, I came by, took Molly, and the lights went low, music came on, and I put Molly in warm water, and I just rocked her. And it was stunning. It was stunning. It was so wonderful. You know, that, you know, you know a baby comes out, and they're very tense, and their little yeah. fists, and their faces are all con- contracted and when bill slid her into this this warm hug of water she opened her eyes and her hands opened and she said oh look (laughs) (laughs) oh look somebody was fucking no No. ruin a good story (laughs) yeah no no i love that story oh how about bill 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 how about how about um God, it was with uh, Timmy. You were kind of midwifing or, or doula and, uh, with me and, you know, helping me breathe. And you were having such a good time at it. And then you heard a woman in another room. And what, did, what happened? Well, I, I don't know. This is probably I, a little known fact. But, but the man, men get pumped up, too. And, and really up and just ready to go. And... Penny was okay, and I heard these cries from the other room, and I went in, and there was a woman in labor, and all by herself, and I and I went over, and I was rubbing her hair, and her and this and her husband came, and he says, "Who the fuck are you?" Yes, I was. I was doing the Lamaze or whatever. When you're in LA and you're around a lot of people who are have kids later in life and maybe just aren't that family oriented, everyone complains about having kids and everyone mm. hates being pregnant. And that's just kind of what you hear. Don't yeah. you hear people always yes. being like, "Don't have kids"? No, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. I always yeah. hear that. It's almost all I hear. So it's always so nice when I hear people who like have had. I know it's hard, but who have had good experiences yeah, with yeah. it. You know? and yeah, I know it's going to be really hard for me physically and everything, but I just really, I want to know what that feels like. To I want to, you, Mom, you've always been such a hero to me and, and an, uh, an idol to me that I, I want to, I've always tried to, like I couldn't have the same kind of career as you, but I have always strived to just be the best because you are such a, pioneer in your field and um well spermcast is pioneering oh, let well, me tell you that. that thank you that's very good nice. lord good <laughs> but, lord but but also i i just but you are just this quintessential woman in my mind and i want to be like my mommy was that <laughs> <laughs> is your mom crying or laughing no, i'm laughing i'm sorry 
<laughs> I'm not taking compliments very well. Yeah, she's deflecting. She's well, now deflecting. she's laughing so hard she's crying. Are you? Uh, no, I've been laughing. Yeah, I've been laughing. Uh, hard. She deflects compliments. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. That's uh, true. <laughs> right. Molly, are you worried at all about having a kid and being able to work and also being a single parent? I'm not worried about. Yeah, I mean, all those things combined, yes. But it, <laughs> I know I could be a good single parent. But how am I? I, I how am I going to figure out how to work? You know, do it all. I mean, yeah. my so my day job, aside from acting and all and all the creative type things that I do, my day job is headshot photography. And so potentially like, yeah, I could absolutely hire somebody to come in for the hour or two um, that I'm taking headshots um, to take care of the baby. Um, but then there's the time that I need to be at the computer working on the photos. And it's all it's it's I think it's doable. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't it's actually kind of a in good the, situation cause it's because because i'm a stay like at, to go i work at home yeah. yeah i work yeah. at home yeah I think so i have a lot in... of I have a lot, I have a lot to figure out um in terms of my in terms of my life and stability and jobs and yeah my income not just finding a sperm donor that's the easy part i think that's the fun part <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, there is no great time to have a baby and that's what everybody always says too. But it just, it just, you certainly just, a better time than this. When time. it happens, when it happens, you know, when it, you just roll with it, you do it. You become that pioneer. You will be a fine mama. I know. Yeah. I know. You'll I'm be a very worried. good. You'll I'm a worried. baby whisperer. When I yes. take newborn photos, yes. I put those babies to sleep in seconds. I yes. mean, they're very sleepy anyway. <laughs> but I can put them in very funny positions. Yeah, and uh, your sisters-in-laws. Uh, yeah, I have nine nephews say, and nieces. They would all say you, you have been wonderful yeah. with their babies when they're yes. babies. And the kids, your nieces and nephews just light up when you're in the room. Yeah. They love me. But the teenage years are hard. I'm not good with teenagers, and I'm very scared about that. But you and I had an amazing relationship when I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, We we always said, when you were like uh, uh, 12, 11 or 12, I said, we're going to have a, they say we'll have a tough time when you you start to change, when you're like 13 and 14. You know, they say moms and daughters just don't get along. And let's make a pact that we'll say to each other, is this the point where we're going to start really disagreeing? And it never really happened. Oh, we no. never, never really. I don't think we have. We ever opposite. had a fight? No, I don't think so. Wow. Have, we ever, no. have we have we ever yelled at each other? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Uh, there have been times when I've been like, "Mom, mom, I can't." No, <laughs> like I have to get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you knew that that one of the boys had had been a sperm donor and that you had grandchildren out there care less. i couldn't care less either well, you know i mean it's got to go somewhere uh <laughs> oh which reminds me of uh, no. yeah dad what was that biblical phrase you no, told me earlier God. in the car oh yes yeah, that's a biblical phrase it is better to cast your seed into the belly of a whore than to cast it on the ground <laughs> i cannot moses you gotta put that on a tote bag as a sperm cast merch. Yeah. You do totally. Merch? Oh yeah. Hey guys, this is Molly's mom. I know we all laughed at the idea of sticking it in the belly of a whore, but you know what? It feels like female shaming to me. It's you know fundamentally maybe what's wrong with male thinking since the beginning of time that it's better to stick it in any woman than to spill that precious stuff. I think it's that kind of thinking that leads to sexual assault. 
I don't know, Moses ought to have a, the 11th commandment. Better to keep thy dick in thy pants. <laughs> you guys, can we talk about your ages? We're old. <laughs> We're really, really, really freaking old. I'm but 75 and daddy is 87. Yeah, but you don't seem it at all. No, no. you're in you really incredible don't. health. Yeah. 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 And yeah. your world championship rowers. Yeah, that is true. Until one, two, a year or two ago? Two, two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Not world champion rowers. I mean, yes. You know, we were, some of it yeah, was, world champion. Yeah, Bill definitely was. I, I was getting medals from default because Baloney. there was nobody rowing against me. Not so. Not so. Know, not in true. your age category. Not true. Anyway. That's anyway. No, you yeah, guys have won gold medals in world yeah. championships. All over, and we're all full, over we're the full world. Of metal. I've got a new knee. Daddy's got two hips. Aww. Yeah, we're full of good metal. Yes. Yeah. Penny, take how old were you when you had Molly? I was uh, 35, 36. 36. Dad was 47, I guess. 47, 48. Yeah. 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 Did you feel, yeah. Dad, did you feel like you were in, I mean, you, you seemed like you were in incredible health my whole child. A hood, but did you feel like, oh, I'm too old to have these kids? No, never, yeah. in my never. Mind. Cool, because I actually hear that from a lot of people. Like, I don't want to be 45 and have kids and have a hard time bending over and all that stuff. I mean, oh, that's really? So, I mean, that's not how it is anymore. Because I have Matt and I have your same age difference. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, that's so cool. he's cool. going to be probably about your age when we start having yeah, kids. For oh. those at home, Matt is Amanda's husband. Yes, Matt is my husband. Yes. <laughs> Do you have in the back of your head? The unspeakable list, you know, the things you don't want to say, you know. I I mean, I know your song. Sing your song just really quickly for me. Oh, God, I'm going to cut it. Menopause oh. is coming and the man of all left town. Hey, you guys want to sing along? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, can you do it? Well, give it a shot. <laughs> can you harmonize? I'll do the bass. You do the your harmony. I'll just okay. go hum. I'll hum. Molly, okay. give me your phone. I'll do a little video of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I do it on a... I don't know if it'll take um, a whole minute. Oh, this is cute. But I'm not walking out of here. See that baby crown? What is it? Yeah, we'll sing it slower. We'll do it slow. But I love your variety list. You know, I don't care if they're this or that. Yeah, yeah. But I do wonder if the back of your head you would have a have some thought as to anyway. Yeah. Okay. What are we doing? We're going to try and sing the song together. Okay. Man. Man okay, ready? Menopause is coming and the man is all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? A tiny ass with an underbite. You have its tiny eyes. Tiny eyes, because I have tiny eyes and an underbite. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, do you, like like Nana, my uh, my mom, her point of view is, well, could she just go and get a Kansas farm boy? Mm. And Why? Because they're healthy. Yeah, I guess or young yeah. strapping stock, young stock. I guess yeah. out of a novel, oh. you know. Um, oh yeah. 
But yeah. you know, but she's playing along. But I guess my question to you is, and you well, know, there are some things that I I do not yeah. want. Good. Okay. I don't want an alcoholic or somebody that's got an, a lot of alcoholism in their family. Got it. Because okay. we have some of that in our family. But no, it's addictive behavior in just period. Sure. Well, I also, yeah. Okay. That's a tough one. Ooh, uh. Um. The other thing that I don't, I need to avoid is mental illness. I I used to have panic attacks, as you guys well know. Mm. You were there for my first one. <laughs> oh my God, can I tell the story of my first panic attack? Yeah, sure. Because I was 18 years old. I was in my bed. It was daytime, summertime, first after my first year in college. I, I, I couldn't move. I had to go to the bathroom. I couldn't get out of bed because I was freaking out, having this crazy panic attack. Um, Dad, you came in, and at the time, you were learning flamenco guitar. <laughs> And <laughs> and so you had just had a manicure um, where you had, had oh, yeah. nails put on, I think. Oh, yeah. Your nails were extra long. <laughs> oh, my like on my, on my strumming on hand. On his strumming hand. He had these extra hand. like gel. Oh, my God. Crazy manicure. We had these long claws. You yeah. want, that's and, enough and to he, give somebody a And he a sits panic down attack. on the bed next to me to make me feel better and he says, it's okay, baby dog. Or whatever. Yeah, baby dog. <laughs> and you start petting my arm with these with this claw hand. <laughs> oh my God. And I started freaking out even more because I didn't know what was happening. My dad had this claw hand. And then mom, you came in and I go, mom, I think I'm tripping. I think I'm having a flashback to a bad trip. At the time, I'd never told you guys, but I had eaten mushrooms the summer before and I had a terrible trip. Yeah, yeah. And, and you said, no, honey, you're just having a panic attack. You want a Valium. And you gave me a Valium. And finally, after about three hours of like just the most severe fear of my life, we went to the hospital. Why I was did able to have a Valium. I don't know. You're a cool mom. So what happened? So you went to the hospital? So yeah, finally, uh, with, with the help of the Valium, I was able to get out of bed, go to the bathroom, and you took me to the <sighs> emergency room because I was freaking out so I much. Yeah. We'd have to keep pulling over on the highway because I, could, yes. I couldn't breathe, yeah. and I kept having, I kept having yawning attacks. You're going to give everybody who's listening. A, Anybody a with a history of panic of attack yeah. is going to. Yeah. yeah. It's such a strange feeling yeah. when you've never experienced it before. It's like indescribable. But then the other people that have had panic attacks can completely understand its terror. It's um, awful. Anyway, if I have the option of choosing my sperm, um, it would be best to not have to have somebody without mental illness and panic disorder in their family. Yeah, I guess I want somebody that's athletic and in good health. And I would love it if they don't have a lot of cancer in their family because mm -hmm. we've got plenty of cancer in our family and um, uh, some longevity in their I was family going to history. Say longevity is good. Well, yeah. That's a good thing to uh, ask. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a little nervous to ask my guests about that because I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable or sad about their families. Past family members passing, or I don't know. It, it's it, maybe I save that for round two of interviews. Yeah, maybe once yeah. you gauge interest, and yeah, I think it would be good. You could even kind of hand like give them a questionnaire to fill out beforehand, and yeah, ask them what they're comfortable talking about too, yeah. or something. Yeah, but that takes preparation. But if they <laughs> if, if they are, have a questionnaire, then some of the spontaneity might go away. Yeah, that's true. Um, and also, I think it's uh, more of celebratory if you, if it's did instead of saying did your family die young, you're saying any longevity in your family. Hey, yeah. that's a good idea, yeah, Mom. You know, that's a good idea. Keeping it positive. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, we do have uh, a lot of uh, great longevity in our yeah, family. Uh, Mom, your great gr your grandparents died in, in their well ninety four ninety five. My mom is uh, ninety eight. 
Yeah, so that's all good. Dad, not so much. Not so much. No. But your dad was, he was, he died from emphysema, but he was also um, a DDT sprayer, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, the stuff that. He breathed. uh, and I, I used to help him too. Oh, actually. Papa. But but he was he was at the tiny at the pointy end of the, <laughs> and he he was covered with poisons. Ugh. Just every day he'd come home. Yeah, he, he always wore this uh, brown fedora, and it was just white with with caked powder. Uh, and that that's not good. No, no. And I, he died before I was born, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was young. He was sixty three. Wow. That's wild. That's way too young. My grandma Roz was in her 80s. Yeah, she was 85. I mean, there's also something to be said for looks. I bet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it does seem superficial, um, but I do want somebody that's athletic because I'm athletic, and I think that sports and, and team sports have made, made a huge difference in my life, and energy is great and physical strength because what, we're going to have to survive an apocalypse. How much of that is, is nurture, though, being, being athletic? I think. There's natural athleticism. Well, you're naturally athletic. So. Well, I am, but I also was doing sports my whole life. And we lived out, you know, I everybody lived, was outdoors. Yeah, we I live just, on a all farm. All I did was climb trees. And you lived with your brothers. And, you know, if, if somebody wanted to learn how to climb a tree, they climbed a tree. Yeah. There was no stopping anybody. Also, that's another thing, the way you guys raised us. There was no, there wasn't a lot of supervision. And I loved that, but I'm very scared that I won't be able to be so cool. Like that I will be, I don't want to be a helicopter mom. I'm definitely not going to let myself be a helicopter mom, but, but I don't know to what degree I'll let my kid like climb things and break their arms. Yeah, you <laughs> won't, you won't know until you you're know, faced yeah. with it. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, I, I think but you got to fall down to learn how to stand up. Oh, look at me. What, where's that? That was, that that was on nice. The wow. When the heck are you going to get this done? Oh. I, I mean, how f- how many interviews will you have to do before you say, "Hmm, I think I've got, I've got a real <laughs> winner here." I mean, could we? Oh, could we be saying five months? Oh, I don't think it could be that. Soon. Why not? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I can say that when I did my first interview, I did not see it. I could not see when it would happen at all. But um, after second and third interview, I could see it happening in a year. So okay. maybe after a couple more interviews, I can see it happening sooner. I don't know, yeah, but yeah. but let's say that the finances were not an issue. I would do it right now. No, you don't have a donor. I could go to a sperm bank if I had the ah. money and and if I didn't ah. need to do this podcast. Oh, would you? Prefer, so that's that. interesting. Would you prefer a sperm donor, or after now interviewing a couple of people that you know and and realizing the complications that come from a known donor? Do you think there's a world where you prefer a, a sperm bank? I think I would prefer, I, I could prefer a sperm bank. My only hesitation is that, I think I've said this before, but I'm really bad at online dating and it's basically the same thing as online dating. We could go with you and uh, and look through the books. It's not books, mom. It's online. Okay. <laughs> so we so could, we'll... You could be in at Sundial Farm. Okay. Okay. And helping, yeah. We'll help you pick, yeah. But um, I think we should probably wrap up, Molly, if yeah. you can, because I want to have time to put and, this on a hard drive for and, you. Oh, shit. Okay, we got to go. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for doing this. It meant so much to me. I'm so happy that you're here and we get to celebrate your 50th anniversary. Woo! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you guys have been the best parents a girl could ask for, you. and you've always been so supportive of of me and all of my creative endeavors. And oh. I I hope that I can uh, deliver. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm killing it with these. You are. Puns. Ew, I hate puns. I'm becoming a dad. I'm become, making You're dad mom jokes. Mom and dad. I'm a mom who can make dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for coming to Spermcast. Thank you for bringing it. Bye. Up. Love you, listeners. Bye bye. Well, we did it. We made it through this episode and we're feeling great. What's going to happen next week? God only knows, but I can't wait to find out. And I promise I'll only put 15 hours into this next episode so I have time to do my day job and maybe even take a trip to Palm Springs. Who knows? Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for being here for me. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it wherever you get your podcasts. And share Spermcast with your friends. Oh, and hey, while we're on the subject of sharing, let me tell you about Amanda Lund's podcast. You know Amanda, my producer. She and Maria Blasucci host one of my favorite podcasts. It's called The Big Ones. Each week, they sit down with a special guest to discuss difficult ethical questions. These questions are impossible to answer, but so much fun to discuss. And hey, don't forget, Spermcast is an independent podcast. I know you're never going to believe this, but I actually don't get paid to make this. So subscribe to my Patreon page and give a dollar a month. You'll be supporting an artist. Got ideas for future episodes? I want to hear them. Want to donate sperm? To me, the more anonymous, the better. Do you have a brother or a friend whose sperm would be perfect for me? Send them my way. Are you a dude who thinks men should be more giving with their sperm? I'm talking to you, Daniel, who I talked to at that party yesterday. Call in. Let's discuss. Have you tried to donate sperm and been rejected? Tell me all about it. I can even disguise your voice if you're shy. Got questions for me? Advice? Have at it. Leave me a message at 323-741-1818. That's 323-741-1818. 1818. If you're leaving a message, make sure to keep it short or you may get cut off. And if you want, you can just email me at spermcast at gmail.com. Want to see pictures of my guests like Brandon, Jordan, Charles, Andy, and my parents? Follow my Instagram at spermcast. You can also follow me on Twitter and Facebook at spermcast. And, um, gosh, I think that might be it. Big thanks to my guests, Penny and Bill Hockey, and extra special thanks to Amanda Lund for keeping me on track. Bye, listeners. He could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, from gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.